Welcome back, everybody, to the Brothers in Deep End podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for rocking with us. Mm-hmm. It's me, Ethan, on the scene with my brother, obviously, mm-hmm. Casey Ankle Diggles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we got um, my brother in here, Sharif. Um, he's just, you know, cooling with us on the pod. going to give a different perspective. It's my brother from Fort all the way to now, you dick. Yes, sir. Um, and we just want to thank you guys and give you the best experience for listening to this pod, for watching. And we just want to relate with you any way that we can and share our truth. And hopefully, hopefully it relates to your truth. So thank you. None of this is possible without y'all. Even if it's just one viewer, we're doing it for you. We're doing it so, you know, you're like, you don't feel alone. And you could kind of, like I said, get that message across. Um, And of course, more content is coming soon. Like I said, brothers in the deep end, we're not trying to just scratch the surface. We're trying to get deeper and deeper with what we're talking about day by day and just trying to improve with our conversation. So, absolutely. You know what? I got Sharif in here. Yes, sir. And it's because I want to talk about real friends and basically like that Kanye quote, real friends, how many of us? And I probably only got a select few of real friends. And this correlates to the episode, if you watch the episode with social media, right? So all of us nowadays have hundreds, thousands of followers, or even more followers than we have real friends. And I want you to sit back and think about who is your real friend. Like, of course, all that social media stuff is cool. I love it. I'm in a digital age where I'm connecting with people, building uh, connections, building friendships too. But you really got to... Think about it, right? You got 5,000 followers. How much real friends do you really got at the end of the day when you go home? All that shit is is cool and all, but think about it again. How much friends do you have? And right here, these are two of my real friends and just a slow introduction to Sharif. Like I said, I met Sharif at Fort Hamilton High School. I didn't know nothing about him. I'm so grateful to play football. And I think just energy... Like we said in another episode, energy don't lie. And the way Sharif was raised is kind of like how I was raised. And shout out to Sharif's father. Like I respect him a lot. And his father got along with my father. And it just kind of drew that connection. It's funny how like that torch got passed on to me and Sharif. And we're like younger versions of our fathers. And we're just continuing to carry on that friendship and that bond and that truth and that old school soul per se. And the old school codes and just... Purely respect. We're we're lacking respect nowadays, and that's the difference with with real friends too. I'm gonna keep on emphasizing real friends is respect. It comes down to respect at the end of the day. I was gonna say that. I think in today's world, though, like a lot of people always talk about how they have friends. You know what I'm saying? But like, what's really a friend to you? You know, is it someone who's gonna be there for you at your lowest point? You think it's someone who's gonna ride with you to the end? You know, is it someone who supports you? Like, does blood make you a friend? You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of definitions of a friend, and I feel like the word is um is thrown around so much that I think in a, in a way it's kind of lost some context to it, you know? A lot of people don't really know what a friend is, and I think it's be- I believe it's important to know who your true friends are and, like, who your circle is because um, I think if you look at someone and, you know, you see who their friends are, it says a lot about the person that person is. Like, I feel like you judge people instantly off their friends as well, not just off of, like, social media. But if you see someone and they're hanging out with this group of people, you're instantly going to judge the type of person they are based around the people they're around. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's always how it is. So, like, is it, like, who who are your friends? You know what I'm saying? But what is a friend to you? you, you Real talk, friends, you right? You talked about um, um uh, a point. You bring up a good point. The context of friendship changed, and it gets thrown around and it evolves. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about... The progression from when we was kids to now. When we was kids, elementary school, right? When you saw someone wearing the same color as you or wearing something that you like, it was you're my friend. You know? Or just, I don't know, you just connected with them in school. Like, oh, like, we're sitting together. All right, we're buddies. Yay! Like, but, but how, how was the same? But, like, that's that's not really... That that doesn't really define what your friend is. Because as kids, right, everyone was our friend. And we didn't think about that no one was not our friend. We thought we connected with everyone. We thought everyone was rocking with us. But truly, as you evolve from, like I said, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, et cetera, et cetera, your circle slowly got smaller and smaller. 
and that person you might have connected with at first, that connection diminished over time slowly but surely. And then new connections start to develop and maybe they got stronger. And just because you knew you knew this kid for five months, you met this kid a day ago and he's probably a more was a more real friend and fun a friend than your previous friend. Yeah, I I wanna piggyback on that. Uh everything you said was just like was all about me, like on a sense of, you know, like growing up in Queens from Ravenswood, um, I had two friends, right? And they sticked with me probably my whole life to this day, you know what I mean? But obviously we had more friends just mm-hmm. being a part of, you know, elementary school, junior high school and all the sports and activities and stuff like that. But it was always two friends. It was three of us all the time. And you said and they've been with you for like your whole life? My whole life to this day. So I was going to say that you think time plays a factor in how much someone can be like a quote unquote real friend season? Like it, if does time play a part in someone being a friend? Yeah, I think time plays a part. And if they trust your ability I guess, like, trusting your process, you know what I mean? They didn't do the same thing as me as in playing football or basketball or whatever, but they supported everything I do, you know what I mean? You got those other people, like, you know, you in the hood, you got all the people, yo, what's up, bro, and all that. Mm -hmm. That don't mean nothing. If you're not supporting me in my dreams, if you're not supporting everything I do, school, football, it doesn't even matter. You get what I'm saying? So I think, like, if you support me in my dreams or everything I do or my future and stuff like that, if you have something to do with my future... You consider a friend to me. And I consider my friends, a friend is family to me. Right. I don't play with that word friend. We, I don't do that. I was going to say, though, I think, honestly, like, I think time does play a role to, like, an extent. Because, honestly, you can have someone in your life for your whole entire life, and all it takes is for that one slip up to just fucking happen. Mm-hmm. To, like, really, like, switch and just be like, nah, nah, we're not friends no more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I definitely have had that case. I'm not going to mention any names, but I definitely have had that case where I've known someone for a very long time. And they switched up, and I was like, nah, like, now it's your time to go. Like, I'm not going to deal with this no more. And that shit really don't matter to me now because it's just like... Lo- 21 Savage says it perfectly. Like, loyalty and love, you know what I'm saying? Like, loyalty is the, is the action of doing something, and you can love someone because you're with someone every day. So if you're with someone for a very long time, obviously, like, you're going to be cool with them. But, like, when it comes to loyalty, I feel like that's also, like, a very big thing when it comes to friendship. It comes to it comes to anything because family, right? You're born with family. You don't get to choose family. Right. So just because they're blood doesn't really it technically makes them family. But to me, it's it's not family. It's about like he said, his friend. He takes that friend that friendship shit serious, and so do I too. So I consider them family because it's like I'm choosing you to be around my circle. I'm choosing you to be around my my life, my close endeavors. So it's like. You're basically considered family. I'm telling you my secrets. I'm being vulnerable to you. I'm hanging out with you often. I'm talking to you often. So you're considered family. So we don't play that backstabbing shit, that hating shit, or none of that. But it's a shocker because, like you said, you can know someone for so long, and then the friendship could just fade away, or you you realize that your friend wasn't really rocking with you like that the whole entire time when that friendship evaded. Because through every friendship, you learn something. How, regardless of how short it was, whether it was a day, a week, you learn something from it. You learn something from that person. You learn something about you. And you, learn so, you learn a lesson um, as a whole, right? So I, I had a fallout with a couple of friends that I didn't expect. Cause I, and I took it hard. I take it very personal when I have a fallout. I used it. Well, I used to, and I still kind of do. I'm working on it. You know, I knew him for for so long, and it's just for someone to come out their face like that, like crazy or something, or just say some backstabbing shit out of nowhere, just something I told you in secret, and then you're using it um, against my face. Like, what? How you gonna? It's like if Casey told me told me something that that is so vulnerable to him, right? Or just you know, like something he's afraid of telling, like his weak point, and then we have an argument. I tell his weak point against him. To like diss him, like you don't do that, no, because it's like you had that psychologically in the back of your mind for just in case shit went wrong. Right, I'm gonna use this as ammo against him. So you kept on feeding him ammo. You kept on giving the devil low key ammo. You gotta be wary who you're around, cause like like you have the good and the bad, and the devil plays close too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, I think. Just to touch on what you said, Ethan, 
I think off the strength of that, like, you know, when we talk about loyalty or somebody like you don't trust them, they do something wrong out of spite. I call that adversity. You know what I mean? I call that adversity. I feel like it helps me grow as a person. You know what I mean? Because it makes me aware of things and it keeps me on tack on everything. You know what I mean? Like it keeps your head on a swivel and it makes you become a better person. Personally, meant like anywhere, mm -hmm. you, like through your life. So I feel like just like non-loyalty or people disrespect you, it just builds your character and it gives you more confidence on to do better. But that's just me though. But how, okay, you said that piggy, like again, we're doing the whole piggyback stuff, but you said how your friend, the you consider friends people that support you all the way in, right? Right. But how can you distinguish if they're showing fake support just to be a leech? I, I feel like that comes out at one point. How? No, because they could disguise it very easy. Yeah. I don't know. I and feel, I feel and like then you won't know two years later. Yeah, like what a lot point it comes out in the light. A, let's talk like we, we we said real friends. How many of the Kanye West stuff? But he says in the song how his cousin was using uh some something against him. Remember the tapes of something or stole yeah. something from him and was asking for money. Mm -hmm. Come yeah. on, bro. You know, and he knew his cousin probably since he was a baby. Plana, I'm saying time don't mean shit, bro. <laughs> Time it, doesn't mean anything. It does and it doesn't at the same time. It's so it's so fucking weird. I mean, it comes. I feel like it, like you, like Casey said, like it comes out at some time. Like you get what I'm saying. Like it's it's bound to happen. Like if you see somebody doing fake dissing or sneaky stuff or whatever, like behind your back, the person you call friend, it's gonna happen to all of us. Yeah, yeah. or it probably did. And you, you can't you can't ignore that. You can't get blinded by love. It's because we. We love so hard as humans that we get blinded by it and we don't see the dirt that someone's really doing. Exactly. And that goes for any type of relationship. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, so for you guys, like, how many friends do you guys have? Like, considerably, like, who are, like, people that you consider friends? Well, I, I said it in the intro. Yeah, yeah I, I consider y'all my friends, even though sometimes this one thing that irks my gears about street, if we could keep it true. Sometimes, uh, you know what I hate? All you New York folks, you're gonna say you call me back, but you never call me back on the face I'm cold. Just say, just say goodbye. Just say goodbye. I'll talk to you another time. I hate when people say, yo, I'm gonna call you right back, and they don't call me back. And that's one guy right here to my right. His name goes by Sharif Legree, if you just don't know. <laughs> so if any of y'all talking to him through FaceTime or phone call, he's not gonna call you back. He'll call you back in the next month. <laughs> but Sharif's been there for me in, t in some crucial times. He called me when my dad passed away. We talked about, he called me. I wasn't even expecting that. And we talked and he kept it real with me. Um, and he was there, more importantly. Like, he just called me. Like, not many people call during that precious moment of someone just passing or something tragic happening to you. And just talking, to, like, showing the utmost respect for the, for the loved one that, you, that passed away. Casey, I consider a real friend. I only consider a few a real friend. I think... My definition of real friend is someone that's going to go 50-50 with you, right? That's going to be, you don't got to question them. You don't got to question their aura. You know who they are. They're kind of a reflection of you. They bring you peace, and they want to be around you. And like I said, if you call them, you know you could count on them. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, like I said, they're accountable. And being a man of your word, regardless if you're female, male, Holding your word, holding your end of the bargain. I don't got to pull my teeth to be with you. You want to be around me. I want to be around you. We have similar, we have similar interests as well. We're trying to go similar paths. We're trying to elevate together somehow, some way. And we're progressively taking actions towards our goals. You know, I like being around go-getters, so I'm going to surround myself with go-getters. Right. And people that I could just really call and that's going to call me back if I call them. That shit gets blown out of context now because social media. Because now, again, with social media, right? You text someone on social media, they're like, yo, I'm not going to get back to them to three hours later so I can look cool or like act Hollywood. Bro, you could just say, yo, Ethan, I'm busy. You see it on your phone. You could just say, hey, I'm busy right now. I'll talk to you later. And that's what I do for most people if I'm busy. Because it gets delivered. Unless like you're super busy or working, like I understand. But... The thing that irks my gears. Not everyone sees a message, bro. Like thing everyone that everyone sees. A that's message. what distinguishes between me. Like I'm like, all right. Like I'll send you a text. Hey, how you doing? 
Then if you don't get, or I send you a long paragraph, whatever, and then you don't get back to me until like a week later, like, bro, what? Fuck out of here. Or I just always got to be like, hey, hey, how you doing? Hey, 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 how are you doing? Just chase for your attention. You teeth, yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't have to do that. Exactly. No, I don't. I don't. I, yeah, I feel that's in general though. You see that shit all the time, especially with social media. Like, you send someone a message on social media and they don't respond back to like forever. But like, then you see them like, I'm not saying this like happens, but like, this shit. It used to irk me back then. But like, you send someone a message and you see them post a story. Yo, that that happens all the time. And I'm just like, you obviously on your phone and you obviously on Instagram. Like, what I know you're looking at your DMs because DMs is like the biggest meme. Ever like but you know what I'm saying? You know like, you, you know you know you you look you know they're looking on their phone because you do it is they do it too. A thousand percent. And it's a handheld device and like this is our computer and we're getting so attached to it. Bro, when I'm hanging around when I'm hanging around anybody, what's the first thing they do every five minutes? Check their phone. phone. Check their phone. Yeah. And then they're like, Oh, I'm not really on my phone too much. Nah. Like, nah, stop the cap. I'm gonna say for like for me, honestly, like a number wise, like a friends that I have that I can say that I actually have friends is like I have like ten solid friends that I like I can say like I've grown up with and like they still have been with me like till this day and like I've been like this with them and I still see them all. Like the thing about like friends to me is like the importance of friends is like they've always like brought me up and like never kicked me down. And I think that's like one of the most important things about a friend is like they have to be someone who's willing to help bring you up in a way they have to be very like competitive with you you know what i'm saying i don't know i just feel like a healthy competition is always good between your friends like mm-hmm. ethan might not notice or like but like i i always compare myself like i'm not gonna, i'm not trying to say i compare myself but i compare myself to like my friend group and I'm, i look at myself and i'm like how am i doing compared to my friends mm. you know what i'm saying and like and now if i see someone doing better than me I'm like, all right, now I got to fucking step up my shit because if they're doing this at this age, I'm like, all right, now I got to also get right and make sure I'm doing this right too because I'm not trying to get left behind. And that's always something I've always been like afraid of is getting left behind and like failing. But like over time, it's just like something like I understand everyone has like their own path and you got to follow your own path. But But I always made sure that like I was also like okay with me and I should make sure I was doing good. And that's just I feel like a good way to like keep a healthy balance between like your personal like go getting and like your friends go getting because you all have something new to talk about every time you meet up. You know what I'm saying? Right. And um you brought up a good point, right? Look, I used to get this I used to get lonely sometimes because I'm like, damn, I don't have that much friends or like you said, you feel like you're getting left behind because they're doing this and that and you're doing this, maybe you're not talking as much. You, like, et cetera, et cetera. But you have to learn before any type of relationship, right? You have to have a strong foundation of loving yourself. Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you might only have you because the commonality between you and one person or the paths that God has aligned for each and every one of you could be totally different. At the end of the day, like God may put me and Casey in my life for, I don't know, I hope it's forever, but he may put Casey in my life for a couple of years. Then me and Casey might do our own thing. Like he may go to freaking Alaska and I'm still out here. Like it's going to be hard to maintain that real Mm -hmm. friendship. Yeah, we'll keep in touch with each other. But that's that lovey from a distance. Like, yeah, he's my boy, but it's like I can't really call him like that because he's not in New York City. So it's like we're not going to hang out. We could, you know, we're only going to talk play video games. (laughs) We're going to talk once a month, but he's not here kind of with me, you know. So you have to always just love you and get in that process of loving you is kind of hard. It's it's really difficult. It's, It's still it took me a long time. I'm finally at the point where I feel like, you know, everything goes to shit. If I only got myself, I'm okay. I think that's because I truly, truly now have confidence in myself i believe in me i love me to the fullest you got to love you a hundred a hundred thousand percent before you can love anybody and you got to count on whatever that you believe in me is god and i know that i'm never lonely like i always have god and i always have my angels with me and i'm gonna be okay regardless you know i love my friends but if they take a left like i got to continue to carry on life because life is so precious and life goes on 
And that's the way life moves sometimes. And so you can't just dwell on that. I think... Um, you got to enjoy your presence. And go ahead, Sharif. Yeah, I think um, talking about real friends, I probably have legit like seven or eight real friends, including you. Um, I feel like those... They're my eight friends just off the strength of they hold they hold themselves accountable. And they let me know if I'm effing up. You know what I mean? If... If they're not telling me I'm effing up, they're not real right to me. Like, yo, Sharif, you doing this. Why are you doing that, bro? Right. This and then and, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but they give you the harsh truth. And they're going to, I always tell, I always tell Casey if he's being a bitch. I, I got no filter. I wouldn't want no one to have that type of filter with me. But I tell him in a nice way, not too harsh, not where it's like, I'm coming at him like, yo, you a bitch made ass, dude, da, da, da. <laughs> like, I tell him in the right way because I know I know how he is and I kind of know what irks him, what doesn't, mm -hmm. and I know that if if he tells me Ethan, you kind of went overboard, I could say, "Hey, man, I'm sorry," like you know. But I, that's just the way I felt, and I tell him a more dimmer down version of that. But it's the way you communicate with someone and you keep the truth there, right. and you gotta respect each other's truth. You can't be too hard on one another, and you got to respect each other's boundaries. I also feel like you could do that, like, with relationships, though. I feel like everything we also spoke about this whole entire time, you can really, like, dive in with relationships. And I know you mentioned earlier, like, relationships and friendships should all be, like, 50-50. But there are, I feel like, as a friend, I feel like you have to understand that there are going to be times where it's going to be, like, 70-30. I feel like when someone is dipping down and they're not, like, at their 100% and they're not able to give you, like, their 50, like, full 50%, like, you're going to have to, like, help them out and be like, all right, now I got to, like, take charge a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I can help you out, but only for so long. Because then it's starting no, to drain percent. me. Because I'm giving 70, then I'm going to start to give 80 because yeah. you're not holding your end of the bargain. And it's like, well, you got to gotta figure out on your well, own. You have to want it, too. You have to figure out on your own. And that's why I said, that's why this goes back to you have to learn how to love you and go get out the mud for you and be independent. Right. Because if not, I can only do so much. Because, unfortunately, I may not, I may not always be here. And my yeah. timeline, I don't know. God may call me home tomorrow. Then what? You're gonna, yeah, it's, you're gonna be sad what the case may be. But you need to learn how to go on and live. Can't be too codependent. You know what I'm saying? That's nah. extremely important. Nah, my dad told me. My dad told me. He said, "Don't depend on nobody." Leave it like, don't depend. He said, "Don't even depend on me." And I was like, "Whoa!" Yo. And that that goes full circle. Finances, whatever you want, you can't really. Depend on nobody mm -hmm. for, for nothing. That's yep. what I said. Love you. I think that's the most important thing is loving yourself because we get so dwindled in. Oh, I need this. I used to. I used to be like, oh, I need. I need to be around people. I need to talk to people all the time. I need to have 10, 10 friends. I need to stay in communication with all these people. See, check up on how they doing. Then I fell back, and who was hitting me up? <laughs> that I, I stood quiet because no one. When I fell, when I fall back, or when I fell back, even now to this day, when I fall, no one really has been like, "Yo, are you good?" They don't realize that pattern. I think it kind of hurts, but I'm like, it's all right, it's okay. Mm -hmm. it's They're doing their own thing. Yeah. And I was gonna say, like, even to bring this up, like, funny story, right? Like, a lot of people don't know. Like, me and Ethan at one point, like, even had like a fallout, like, for a very like little point in time. Um, me and Ethan were just like on two different like times. Like I'm not gonna lie, like back in the day, I was kind of very like unorganized as a person, and I, I never respected people's time as much. Mm. I was always late to everything. I'm not saying I'm still not late, but like at <laughs> least now, I'm a lot better when it comes to like time management compared to where I used to be. But like Ethan was on a whole different time and compared to me, at least back then. And at one point, me and him just kind of like a little bit, you know what I'm saying? And then at that point, like. I deployed to Afghanistan like probably like a year or two later and then like me and Ethan reconnected after the fact but that's because at that point like me and Ethan were on like a very similar timing at that point and I just had to honestly I think grow as a person because Ethan had to grow up a lot quicker than I had to grow up you know what I'm saying and like once I learned that like all right this is what Ethan was talking about because now I'm the same way now because now if someone's wasting my fucking time I get so pissed off because that's one thing you can't get back I always say this I preach this shit like in every episode bro but time and people are the two things you can't get back and like it, that's extremely important to me and I feel like a lot of people don't know that man like you got to just I I know growing up a lot of us get so like caught in the sauce bro like a lot of us don't know what the fuck is happening but like as you get older you start to understand that there's a lot of smaller things that are 
like so much more important to you than like all the regular shit that's happening in your fucking life like it's really the small things that matter in the end like your core foundation the people who are really there for you your time the people around you like living in that moment if you're not in the moment and you're not with the people you love like and then the shit's a dub man like for real the little things is what distinguishes everything because they they add up to the bigger things yes sir So the little things are connected what the fuck makes you think the whole picture is connected it's all distorted and it really fucking matters because it's about those fucking codes and people don't know no no shit about that no more and it's sad because we're getting lost in our phones i'm not hating on the phone thing but it's like damn bro where's your soul at who who raised you who put you on to like just like i said respect and was morally right that shit is getting faded away and it's sad that's why i preach on my instagram last of a dying breed because there's only so many of us there's only a few of us left Sharif's dad is like OG to me, but he put him on like, you know, the game, the yeah. game of, of, like I said, respect and how to go about life and how to be the, how to be a man, or if you're a female, how to be a woman, you know, and what's right and what's wrong. I was like, I feel like also like we've all been to college, right? Like this is something that like really irks me too, at least being now since I'm a little older and like I'm finishing up college now, like I, I, I remember being like 19, you know, 18, 19, 20, like in college. And I just remember like, like, like Ethan came to his point where like, you have to have all these people hanging around with you, like to have like friends and like have that like environment. And then like, now that I'm a little older and I'm, I'm finishing up college now because, you know, like I got a little setback due to like, you know, my, my military, not even say setback, actually like really excelled me forward as a person, but Mm -hmm. you know, kind of pushed me back a little bit for college. I think like, that maturing and that growing also showed me like a very different perspective of college once i got to that point where i was at that age like i see all these kids who are like 18 19 20 mm. and they think this shit's mad lit and they got mad friends and they're all talking to each other like oh it's gonna last forever and i'm i don't say this you know what i'm saying i don't really say it but i'm like i'm looking at all of them and then in my head in the back of my head i'm just like this shit is all fucking temporary bro I was like, y'all, I'm like, y'all promise you, y'all all not going to be talking to her in the next, like, couple years. Like, you guys are all hype right now because you're living in the same house, you're on the same team, this, this, and that. You might, out of college, maybe get, like, one or two, like, really close friends. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think a lot of people don't understand that, like, as you get older, like I said, it, it takes those growing pains to kind of find out what's most important to you. And you got to learn to love yourself. And I feel like in college, that's a very big issue with kids is, like, they look for validation from others. Because they just want to get lit all the time and have like these parties. And they don't understand, man. Like after those three or four years, like, where are you doing? What are you doing with your life? Everyone parts their ways because everyone graduated. Mm-hmm. And now everyone's literally on their own in the real world. And they have no idea what to do. So like it gets me really upset too now. Like it's like you see these kids who are also older and they graduated years later and they come back to party with like little kids. And yeah. I'm just like, why are y'all going back? Like, you're done. Live your life. You have so much more to look out for, man. Like talking about college, right? It's funny how you said that was all temporary, especially in high school. Hmm. All the popular kids in high school. And the, the most popular kids are the ones who always do trash, too, oh, like in real mm, life. Nah, some mm. of them do well. You, Absolutely. You, I you agree don't know you. their future. All the popular kids in high school, right? All the kids that you feel got it right. And especially in college, too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the truth always prevails. Mm-hmm. And whenever I saw those guys trying to fit in or was pretty mixy, I was like, dog. Outside of this, you're, you're not, not you're not like that. Yeah, you go straight home. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I guarantee you, like you're pretty, like you're just to yourself. Like this is your glory right here. My glory, like I'm lit in the school outside because it all just transcends, transcends. Because like I know back, I know who I got back home. I know like my truth and my foundation, and my core is so tight that it's like. I can't let none of that shit phase me. Like, I'm lit regardless. And I feel like when we talk about I'm lit in the sense of like, remember how you just said, like when people were in high school and stuff like that and they thought they was lit and they thought they was- They had all these friends. Yeah, all Everyone these friends them. and all these friends. And no then when they cares. go back home- It's like no one they, cares, bro. No one cares or or they're the followers. They feel like they're the leader. Oh, I can't do it in the hood. Yeah, So yeah. I'm going to go to high school and do it. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. like, I feel like it's just- fake to me like all the reality bro, at the end of the day we all shower naked bro shit don't mean exactly nothing, bro for real exactly and that's the craziest part and like i said like even coming back full circle with the whole entire friends thing man like 
Ethan always brings up this point. Like he's like friends can be temporary. And I feel like that's something that's extremely also important for us to understand, you know, because he's right. Maybe someone might be in your life for a certain period of time for a certain reason, because everything happens for a reason. And like I said, like I pray to God, you know, me and Ethan live and be friends till the day we die. Like I'll be buried next to him, bro. Like we'd be all right. But like, you know what I'm saying? That's just something that I feel like a lot of people take for granted. And it's, and you'd be lucky. Like Ethan said, like, I know he always says this quote and like from his pops, like you'd be lucky to have like one friend. And that shit is straight up facts because you really would be lucky to have one friend. And honestly, sometimes that best friend is yourself, bro. Yeah. Like for real. And talking about that quote, talking about my dad. So let's get into a little personal story from my dad. So in high school too. So my, we was in the car. It was high school. I still remember we was in the car and I had a lot of, I knew a lot of people and my dad knew who I was around because my dad was always my life. So he knew who I was hanging out with. He knew because, you know, like I said, he was just always around me. So he knew who, who I was messing with. Da, 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 da. We're in the car. It's a rainy day next to Fort Hamilton. And he's like, you see them guys right there? Because you pointed out some people I knew. He's like, they ain't your friends. And there were people that I was hanging out with for years. And I was hurt. I was confused. I'm like, yo, my dad's an asshole. And what I said in the back of my mind, I'm like, what the, like in my mind, I'm like, what the fuck is he saying? Like, why is he saying this? Why is he being mean? My dad would be mean. And I feel like some people would feel that about me because like, he's telling me the harsh truth that I do not understand yet. It's mm-hmm. so beyond my level. No, that's facts though. I, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off for one second, but like, it's true because like, even my parents, like when I was growing up, like I would hang out with certain people and they'd be like, yo, watch out for that kid. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, I never understood why. But no, you know, your parents always look out you, for you. Yeah, man. my dad was like, they ain't your friends. And I was like, what you mean? And then, well, as I was kind of arguing with him, because I was defending their case, I stood quiet, and then it all clicked to me. I'm like, oh, shit. My dad is right. I'm like, nah, they're not really my friends. Holy fuck. I'm just like, I, it just, I don't know. Like, I just took a step back, and I looked at shit from a, a different lens. And I'm like, wait, my dad, like, for real, because... They weren't. They weren't really rock with me. They weren't really there for me. And it's just, there's one thing my dad told me, right? Because I was always the kid to try to desire sometimes to fit in. Or I had to, like, punch my way through the little circle. And my dad saw that when I used to hang out with people. He saw that when he was observing me with, like, even family members. He was like, Ethan, man. <laughs> he was like, basically said, fuck them. He was like, stop trying to fit in. Like, just do you. Like, stop. Stop trying to come out your face for them. And he's like, fuck all that. Screw them. They don't want. They they obviously don't want to be hanging out with you because you gotta always try to barge your way in the circle, force your way in. He was like, nah, like go and do you. He was like, he told me in the last day I saw him, he was like, and I was having the, again in high school. I was battling that because there was so much clicks in high school. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, like I I I I I would I would talk with the clicks, but then I wouldn't. And it would kind of get me tight because it's like I was reaching out to them, FaceTiming them. They weren't calling me back. I was always extending my hand, but they just weren't taking my hand. And I couldn't understand. I'm like, why are you not taking my hand when I'm putting it out here? I'm trying to give you at least some chocolate, some food, something. <laughs> I'm trying to give you some value. And I'm trying to show you my value. But but he was like, Ethan, man, they don't want to be in your life. He told me this. He's like, they don't want to be in your life. Let them go. And I was like, that was the last, that was the last like day before the hospital. He's like, you don't want to be in your life? Let them go, man. It's not even worth it. And I realized too, like we said, my dad said you'd be lucky if you have one real friend. Bro, my dad had one friend he used to talk about, Danny, his best friend, like ride or die. They would do everything together. Their families meshed. Um, it was just all love. Like my dad's family was Danny's family, right. et cetera, et cetera. They'll do everything. Like he was watching over his kids, blah, blah, blah. They lived together too. And just nothing needed to be said. They would do, like I said, everything together, be 100. Like, he used to talk about Danny all the time. His friend Danny passed away. And he used to tell me, like, Ethan, you remind me of my best friend, Danny. And besides Danny, the only male friend that he used to talk about, I'm still cool with to this day. I'm not going to say his name. That's, like, one of my go-tos for, like, big stuff. Like, he's a he's a low-key honcho. Like advice? Yeah, like advice. Like, yeah. I still talk to him to this day. I still keep that connection. It was only one one dude. That my dad was around for the 17 and a half years that my dad was in my life. 
that was the one friend that my dad would hang out with, with me and him. And we would go do stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm. And they would call each other and they would be there for one another. But other than that, it was my dad, my aunt, my grandma, my cousin. And that was it. And that one friend in my dad's life. Other than that, my dad my dad had a few girlfriends. He was a player player. Oh. <laughs> uh, he was a player. I'm not going to lie. He had a, he had a lot of girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Like Pimp C, Pimp Don. You wouldn't even realize. And he was really discreet about it. And I used to be in his crib. He used to be talking to all these girls. I'm like, damn, what the <laughs> fuck? How the fuck you met all these girls? Bro, every night it was a different girl. Bro, I swear old dudes be getting that fucking shit, bro. Like, but, I don't yo, know how my dad be doing yo, that shit, Yo, too. me too. No and I was, I, was like, bro, conf- I, was, I was confused. I'm like, damn, what the fuck? Like, but... Yeah, like new girl, like girlfriends, bro. I'm like that old man pimp yeah, shit. I don't bro, know what real. it is though. I think it's like a some pimp juice or something yes. like that, bro. The older something you like, get, bro, this yo. is the girls like he has yo. something like that. But back to my point, it was only one guy. But my dad knew a lot of people in the neighborhood. Yeah, he, you know, when you see him, he was cordial with everybody. But he was only really rocking with his family and that one person. Other than that, mm-mm. yo, I ain't gonna lie. Shout out to Pop and. That was a a great guy, but I had the same story. My mother said the same thing your father told me. When we was living in Ravensworth Projects, you know, we used to play basketball, do everything in the park. And sometimes, you know, we have homework to do as students. She'll be like, (laughs) me too, yo. She'll be like, yo, it's time for you to go in the house. Buckle down. And she's like, ma, I want to go outside. Ma, I want to go outside. Those people outside, they're going to be there. You know what I mean? And I took I didn't understand it. Because, you know, when you're young, you're just naive. You don't know. You don't care. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. don't know. Mm-hmm. So as I got older, I get into high school. You know, we started winning at four. I transferred to Grand Street. It's down to third. And I'm looking at these same dudes, and they still out there, bro. And those were my friends growing up. Like, those, those, those relationships, those elementary friends. You know what I mean? And I'm like, yo, shout out to parents, bro. Like, our parents, bro, are, like, key aspects in our lives especially for kids bro like thank god i had two parents in our lot in my life you know so shout out to my mother and my yeah, father it's that core foundation bro like that's all it I'm is saying. it's really yeah. that core foundation because like the thing about it all is like as we grow like we're learning every day you know what i'm saying something new but like our parents already have been there done that so mm-hmm. it's just like when they give us advice sometimes we may not like look at it at first and be like you're right you know what i'm saying because we're kind of stubborn sometimes but no, and you just don't understand it yeah because maybe you just need to go through it on your own you need to get mm-hmm. burnt by fire by most of the time that's how us humans learn we gotta just go through this shit mm-hmm. first someone could warn you but you learn really when it happens yeah. you know like they say the common story like they say don't touch the pot it's hot and you don't think it's hot because you right. can't you, you can't. gotta get burned mm-hmm. and then you touch it. Oh, oh shit. It's hot. And then you try to warn the next person yeah. and it's a pre-decipher, like, yo, bro, I touched it. It's like, don't touch the red button, bro. Yeah, exactly. But they're everyone gonna do goes it anyway. and touch yeah. the red button and yeah. then you they're find gonna, out what's wrong. They're going to test it. And then so the, the ones, and then that's why I really, it's good to listen. Because I'm like, all right, let me listen to what he's saying because I got caught up in that plan. Since I'm not trying to make that mistake no more. So it's really key to listen to anybody, even if it's from your enemy. Take away something from it. Get out your emotion and kind of think logically. Because when we get caught up in emotion, you're not going to think straight. Put your pride aside. Really think straight before you make any decisions. And I think a lot. it goes with a lot of people. Like, a lot of people talk instead of listening. You get mm. what I'm saying? Like, if you listen, just bite your tongue for two minutes. Just give me two minutes to talk so you can listen and understand and comprehend these things. Right. I'm giving you the keys to the car. I'm trying to get you to drive it. You know what I mean? But they're not going to value that. And, you know, like like we said, we're going real friends. You don't need to show your value. Right. They appreciate you. They mm. know your value. They know mm. you. They love you. And I don't know. It's just actions. The actions tell everything. And the way God sets things up is just just the bond don't lie. Mm-hmm. Like we said, energy don't lie. I want to bring up a, an example, right? Someone, like we said, someone we, we can meet just now could be the most realest friend we have. We just don't know. He could be our business partner, what the case may be. So I'm going to tell a quick story from Far Hamilton. When we was quarantining, but we was outside working out, right? Finally got that clear to work out. We could work outside. Mm-hmm. Shout out Vincent and Frank. I'm going to send you all this clip. It's a good mm-hmm. one. Good story. So I'm working out for Hamilton. Vincent is a trainer, and Frank is a boxer, professional boxer, but he's also a trainer too. So they'll be out in Fort Hamilton. 
all day training clients. But side by side, like Vincent was here and, and Frank was here, and their clients were like, they were met, their clients were like back to back. They were training each other, training all day. I'm talking probably 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. all day at Fort Hamilton because they got to make money. They're trainers. They're, they're, their spots were closed. So I'm like, why are these dudes not cool talking to each other? It was weird. So Vincent, I, I think I think this is the story. Vincent get, offers Frank a Gatorade because they've been out there all day. He's like, yo, man, take a Gatorade. And probably they had small talk here and there. So like, yo, man, take a Gatorade. Da, da, da. Takes the Gatorade. From then on, they became best friends and business partners. They collided their, their business names together. They meshed their clients together, so now they're making more Double. money. Yeah, more marketing, more awareness. They're meshing it. Like I said, they're bringing all their clients together. They're bringing both their training styles together, and they've been they hang out. They were starting to hang out more and more and more. But they run a business now together. I see Lee. And on their page, Vincent talks about it. He's like, "Who would have thought? Like, this is my best friend now. This is my business partner." And it's just all good vibes between them. But they never, like, from, for months or weeks, they would never talk. It was probably like, yo, what's up? Da, 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 da. And now they're like brothers that you can't you separate know. them. You see one, you see the other. Those be the best relationships, bro. And they, they run a business together. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sometimes the best relationships are the ones that you never expect, bro. Exactly. Like, for real. That even goes with, like, relationships, too, bro. And decision-making, too. Yeah. yeah. For real. But, but, like, and it's just crazy how God aligned it because... They just outright, like, it seems like they knew each other for years, but it was probably, it's been probably a year now, but mm -hmm. before prior, like, the relationship just just grew crazy. Mm -hmm. And it's like, these dudes went from not knowing each other to best friends to running a business together. That's extremely honorable. So I want to shout out Vincent and Frank again. Hopefully, Vincent, I could get you on here, Frank, to talk about that story, talk about your stories individually, because I think it will bring lots of awareness and give a lot of game because bro dumb dudes hustlers i'm talking 6 a.m to 6 p.m on a hot sunny day for him and just training back to back rarely eating that's crazy you know you know yeah, like rarely home vincent used to tell me he used to go home for like an hour nap for 30 minutes go eating come right back to the field them dudes were them dudes them dudes were tanned out that ass facts and i was gonna say like so even to add on to that point like what do you think is like this expectation? Because speaking about social media, you mentioned this earlier, but I feel like social media also kind of adds a lot of like expectation on like friendship because you see a lot of people on social media acting like they're friends. But in the end, you know, they're snakes. And I feel like this unrealistic expectation is like so set up. So like nowadays it's like having a friend is like so subjective and like there are so many things people are posting and there's so many things out there with people quote unquote being friends is like everyone has like a whole entire different judgment of what a friend is i mean regardless that's always how it is because his idea of a friend might completely be different to mine mm -hmm. but like how do you like this can go for anyone here like how do you guys decipher like your real friends from like these social media friends because you never know like you can meet someone on social media and talk to them and they can end up being the best person but like how do you know that they're actually good or bad. I could talk on this, Sharif, before you... Yeah, go ahead, go All right. Ahead. It's all trial and error. And it's all just... You put them through a little test of your own. Okay, he hits me up. I hit him back up. Right? Like, he has... Like, the communication. Mm -hmm. It comes down to communication. That's what anything. That's key. The first thing and anything with people is communication. The way you communicate... Is the biggest ...will key. tell you... Like I said, I'm saying it, it will tell you everything. The, like, if you're, if I'm hitting you up and you're responding hours later, I don't want to fuck with you. Exactly. Because I'm like, eh, mm -hmm. eh, nah, just the way you're moving, I can't fuck with that already. And I don't even know you, so it's like bad. Yeah, yeah. And when you communicate, it's just the way you communicate and talk, just again, we're going to talk about the energy and the communication, the attitude, the persona in it will tell you a lot. Mm -hmm. It will tell you a lot. You could just tell. I mean, some people can't tell, but I could tell. And it's just the trial ever. All right, he hits me up, calls me back. All right, boom, we set a date. He was on it. I told him 7.30. He called me 7.15. We, we set to hang out at this date. All right, boom, he showed up on time. He picked me up. It was just good vibes. I didn't feel an ounce of hate there. I didn't feel uncomfortable. And it just builds from there. Yeah, I feel like 
going off of the social media friends aspect is like like you said, the comfortability of it. You know what I mean? Like, and then you're gonna have those type of friends that's always gonna ask for a favor. I feel like that's fake. Like, you know, that's that's yeah, yeah, yeah. a little tricky because I could hit you up, like I said, be on time with it, text you. I text you at 220, you hit me up at 222. Like, that's calm. Now, if you be like, yo, you put me on to a coach, bro, bro, you never hit me up. Now you wanna Come on, mm-hmm. bro. Or off the rip, you just at, you just hitting me up and asking me for something. Yeah, not a hey, good morning, good afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> you know what not, I mean? not checking up on me. At least no, play the game so, well. Yeah. So I love that you guys even like bring this up though, because like you have a lot of people right on social media who probably think like, oh, I'm friends with that person, right? That's why I brought up this point because like you guys are saying you have all these people hitting y'all up for like shit and like all these like inquiries, right? Right. But like the, I bet you they think that like you're their friend like friend fred you know what i'm saying because granted right like i always bring up this point but like once i got verified on instagram right mm-hmm. i have people i haven't spoken to like in fucking five years hit me up bro and they're like hey how you doing but they think i'm their friend right and i'm just like nah like why are you hitting me up now that you see me doing big things because you want to get that little moment of like ho, oh, like i make sure like we're still cool just in case he pops and I can't stand that shit because a lot of people on social media really be doing that. They think that like since you're popping, popping or you're doing your thing and they see you doing big things, they automatically like say like, yo, I'm friends with that person. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. they're hopping on the train. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm glad that you guys understand that there's like a difference between like those social media friends and your core friends, because a lot of people don't understand that. A lot of people love that fake love on social media. You know what I'm saying some people need that validation. And I feel like it's important to understand that like. Like, we talked about this last episode, but, like, that's all temporary, and, like, no one fucking gives a shit. Mm-hmm. If social media went down, who are we? Nah, no one. And, and, and you know I, as, I preach, as I preach this episode, you have to validate yourself at all costs. Absolutely. You got to know your worth, bro. And if you don't know your worth, I promise you, like, it, you're not going to go very far. And for, do- and for those that are just kind of in their lane, don't really have friends and looking for it, your time's coming. Continue just do what you got to do. You meet the right person in the right environment. Like I said with Vincent and Frank, they were both just in the same place, same time, doing similar things, and boom, they just connected, had small talk, and then exchanging numbers and social media, and you go from there. Boom, I love going to the gym, and at times I see the same similar people. I'm like, hey, how's it going? I have a little small talk. I get the, I fill out the vibe. I get in a stride. It's like a club. You dance with a girl. Like on that Scarface scene where he's dancing, you talking, <laughs> that old school vibe. Yes, you fill it out. And if it's like, eh, you, you know you know it's just eh because it's just like something's wrong. And you, right. your, your intuition is right. All right, this this person not feel me. Next. Oh, yo, what's up? And you just you keep on doing that. And mm-hmm. then you just go through the process over and over and over again. Um, Sharif, so... Those two friends, right? I know went back. Um, what do they mean to you? They mean family, but what else? How important are they? How important are they in in your life? They're like, like I said, I consider them as family. But when I consider you as family, you know how my family is. Like they're, mm-hmm. we don't play that. You know, we come deep. If we come into a game, it's gonna be thirty of us there. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they're they're one. Am I lying? Nah, that's, that's fire though. Yeah, bro. but that's like fire. that's the mu- that's the, how much my family means to me, and we support each other through everything. It doesn't even have to do with sports or everything. But going back to my two friends, I'm gonna call them out, Kareem and Matthew. There are, they're like, I can call them at any time if I need help somewhere. They're on it. If they call me, I'm on it. You know what I mean? Those little things, bro. You know what I mean? If I tell them like, yo, I think I'm about to do this. I think it's a bad idea, bro, but I support you anything you do. That right there speaks value. Speaks value, bro. And they have not switched up on me. I I used to watch their sisters, you know, little sisters and stuff like that. Their mother greets me, like their family, you know what I mean? So like when your family, when another family embraces you, it's like, damn, like, this is my homie, bro. Like, this is my brother for real, bro. Like, you know what I mean? So I feel like Holding up each other's end of the bargain. Exactly. Exactly. And look, you see, I, I want to I want you to say that story because people may think that I'm yabbering about this and that, but that's a prime example about everything that I'm talking about. And me and Casey had a fallout too because his communication was fucking ass and he didn't know about that. He didn't know about being on time and being accountable. So it's just like, 
bro, I can keep on telling you over and over and over again. Right. But at the same time, all right, now I need to cut you off because it's draining me and you need to go figure out for yourself. And that little separation sometimes means growth. And I could just love you from a distance, bro, but go figure it out on your own. And then when, you, when you're right, come back to me and we could establish something and we just repair it and we grow stronger than ever. But you fake, know? I think, sorry for cutting you off, but fake friends, they'll think it's disrespect. Like, yo, I'm oh, loving you. Oh, a thousand from, percent. Yeah, they'll yeah, be yeah. like, they'll be like, yo, bro, like, why are you not helping me? I'm like, uh, But they'll get it, they'll get it in the yeah, long Yeah, they'll run. get it in the long run. Because someone, I'm not going to say his name, bro, he used to get tired of me for everything. I was like, bro, I can't understand. I was like, bro, you know what? Do you. Then after his college, he's like, yo, E, man, you was a real friend. I hope we could reconnect. And I was just like, eh, I respect it, but we're not going to be like that because it was just too long and you, you just gave me too much backlash at the time for me just being me and keeping it so true with you no yeah, one yeah. and no one else kept it so true with you that you took it that i was being offensive or like a dick or just on some fake shit but no bro i was really just giving you the true spiel that no one else was giving you instead yeah. of giving you that fake shit that everyone was just trying to just feed your little aura of your head for that little temporary moment you know what i'm saying yeah, man. and i think we hit a lot of topics a lot of shit on the needle um, and I have something here um, before we close out. I want the viewers to think about how many real friends you got. Um, who checks up on you? Who keeps 100 with you, even if it hurts your feelings, but if it's the truth and they're hiding nothing from you? Who got your back without even asking them? Who truly looks out for you? Who, doesn't, who does not have one ounce of envy for you and who wants you to truly win? Right. Who puts you on the new things and experiences? Who can you vent to without concern of judgment or fear of leakage? Um, I want you to think about those questions again. You know, think that when you when when that person checks off on every one of those questions, mm. that's that's your real friend. And like Kanye said, real friends. How many of how many of us? Trust uh, issues. <laughs> thank already. you, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Um, we gave a, sh a shit ton of fucking gems in this fucking episode. We went off. Yes, it was, sorry if it was a little sporadic, but I had to just vent this out because it's something that I've been going through lately and I've been seeing. And it's like I'm writing a book in my own mind because I'm like, damn. I always think about it every night. Like, yo, who's truly with me? Damn, this is my home, bro. This and that. I think about it all the time. And I'm just so thankful for everyone. Like I said, that's really down for me. I love you. I do it all for you. Even the people on the table, I do it all for you. You're a reflection of me. Um, I want to see you win more than me. Yeah. I want to see you be better than me. Um, and I outright got you as long as you got me. I'm not about to go 70-30. Nah, fuck that. Like, we're going to keep it 50-50. Yep. And like Nip said, it's all money in. So we all got to bring something to, to this table. You know, and just shout out to... To the, to the real, you you ain't done yet. Continue to keep it real. We're going to still stand. I'm going to still light this torch up for y'all and let people see it. Whether it be one people, two. Thank you for everyone that's rocking with us. Continue to like and subscribe. It helps a lot. Subscribe. And share this message. Appreciate you. Pow. Pow. Die. Doors of suicide, pull up to the spot, we going stupid, should be televised You don't want no problems with the squad, feeling too alive Pull up to the club and now we hitting